Welcome, I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Uh, the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line is 608-785-7914. You can use that number to reach us here in the studio, 785-7914. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in on uh, the conversation here this afternoon and this evening. You'll especially want to use that uh, this afternoon because we have Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio once a month with the mayor. The mayor stops in. We talk to him, he talks to us, uh, nobody really gets into a fight here, hardly ever, almost never, uh, and he'll answer your questions. So you can have at it right now if you want, 608-785-7914. Tim, thanks for coming good, in, appreciate it. Good afternoon, it. glad to be here. Uh, I, I think that when we were just talking a little bit about this before we got on the air, but uh, the big news from this uh, past week, obviously the developer name for Riverside North uh, when we had we had talked about big important developments that need to be done or that are basically sitting there waiting to be done right. in the city of La Crosse, and I mean I don't think anybody thinks that there's any number one that's bigger than this one, right? I mean this is this is about as big as it gets for the city at this point. I would agree, and it's been in the works for a long time, so I think that also gives it perhaps an added sense of urgency as people have watched. I mean, there was a very long process to acquire the property, to get it cleaned up. There's ongoing, you know, trying to bring in fill to raise it out of the floodplain. So it's really first, and plus it's on one of our main travel corridors. So yeah. I think it's very much in the forefront of a lot of folks. And I, and I get pretty regular questions asking me what's going on because people want to see things obviously develop there. So yeah, I think it's probably our biggest opportunity for, you know, the last 10, 20 years and then going forward. I uh, Last week when we talked about it at, at the press conference, I mean, I equated it with some of that, really the Harborview redevelopment mm. uh, project that really jump-started the things that we saw downtown and then we, you know, we all kind of have benefited from in the continuation of growth downtown. Well, you had to start that somewhere, and that was a big deal with, uh, you know, the Lacrosse Center and the Radisson Hotel and 100 Harborview and the U.S. Bank, all that happening. Mm -hmm. I would see this as being a very similar type of, you know, uh, from a scope standpoint of what of what we'd like to see. It, this pro this whole process has faced some skepticism over the years. Certainly, you know, from those who don't understand why you don't just say put a sign out front that says for sale and you know make an offer or here's or sell by lot or something like that at what point do you will it will it take some major development there to finally quiet those skeptics do you think that they're already starting to see that this process that there is a reason for this process that's a great question. I don't know necessarily a good answer to that question. I, I do believe that the the process and and how the community has been engaged, and again the you know mayors from before, councils from before, the redevelopment authorities today and and in the past, they've all been pretty unified in saying we've got to do this right. You know, there's not too many thirty to forty acre pieces of land that just become available mm -hmm. in a, in a in a city like La Crosse, and we don't want to kind of willy-nilly just allow things or or you know not anticipate so i think that that being unified and saying nope we've got a plan we really have to work the plan and we've got to at sometimes you know say no or uh, upset people who might have a, a bit different version or a vision so i think i think the you know the next couple of years will be key we're very much excited about wired uh, properties and and what blair williams has done in other locations and you know i think as long as you know you keep your fingers crossed nationally at the state level that the the economy and those things kind of keep moving 
heading in a good direction um, that we'll see some development happening pretty quickly because I think the the the, the pump is primed and ready. I, mm-hmm. I really believe that, and especially if we can move forward, uh, you know, taking steps to continue the the bringing the property out of the floodplain, doing the infrastructure. So that's a big piece as well. Uh, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us. Uh, Blair Williams uh, at that uh, press conference last week was talking about the the there's you know the the plan that had kind of been put together in a certain sense with the community planning the charrette right. process and all that kind of right. stuff and referenced that. Um, I, there also indicated that there would you know we that's going to be altered. Changed. Yes, there'll be some tweaks. Yeah, right. But do you think that uh, how much input do you want? as the mayor, or how much input do you think the city should have in this development process? So you've handed this off essentially to a manager right. and said, take care of this, do make something good here, but are you going to be there, you know, kind of kind of twi- uh, manipulating the process, if you will? Well, I, I won't necessarily, um, to that extent, I think that's why we have the redevelopment authority and staff who are regularly meeting and following this, and if okay. there are problems or if there are things that you know, that need to have broader city involvement. Um, We'll have, uh, we'll have that, there'll there'll be that opportunity. I think that. uh, um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I think that's, I think that's in essence where the, the sort of the more regular management will happen is with the redevelopment authority. Okay. And, you know, obviously the common council, the mayor, we're we're going to be very interested in what happens. And then as things get zoning changes and design review and all that, there will be opportunities for myself and for the council to offer input on that. But I, I think, and in, in Blair indicated, you know, that, that charrette process was done back in 2014, I believe, 2015. Yeah, 2014, yeah. So it's been a few years now, and, and our downtown, our world is different than it was in 2014. So there will be some tweaks. Yeah. But I think as long as it's keeping, um, as long as it's consistent with those broad goals of the, you know, engagement with the river, you know, so having development that really takes it advantage of the Black River, having housing opportunities where people have indicated they want to live close to downtown mm-hmm. and having those, uh, you know, realistically we'll have, there's, I'm sure there's some companies out there looking to maybe grow or expand that are current companies that we would want to provide maybe an opportunity at, at the Riverside North site for. So I think all of those, as long as those things kind of stay throughout, um, I think everybody will be very, very pleased with with what happens. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio, and if you were watching on Facebook, you noticed that there um, was uh, we've received a delivery, um, and to see it, you're going to have to log on to Facebook and see it for yourself on Facebook Live. It's hardly creepy at all, but uh, we'll 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 talk about that uh, when we come back. Yeah, it's a little hard to comment on the it, radio. It, isn't it's it? a little bit. It's not for the mayor. He just happens to be here when okay. it was delivered. Okay, that's that's very nice. Yes. Okay. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. We'll be right back. Right. All right, welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. If you were watching on Facebook Live, you noticed 
when uh, a um, a uh, sculpture, something, piece of art, uh, a replica, a derivative of yeah, of the of Hatch Baby, of the Hatch Baby or Hatch Baby, the sculpture was delivered. Uh, just so happens while Mayor Tim Cabot was in the studio, so me and the mayor and Hatch Baby replica are hanging out. Um, you were saying though that you've really appreciated the um, the conversation or the uh, I don't remember what the words you used, but like the vibe of the conversation that's sure. come up around Hash Baby. Tell me why. Well, I think it it's been uh, you know it's one of those issues that before we found the 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 place to display it, there yeah. was a lot of you know just I think concern, consternation, whatever. And now that it's been in, installed for a little over a month, and I, I'm still marvel at the number of people who come and, you know, take their pictures. There's mm. groups of people, all ages. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I thought maybe after the first week or two that would dissipate, but it hasn't. It's been the same level of people coming. So I, I think it's, again, one of those that maybe makes you pause, have a conversation, you know, ask what was the artist thinking, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, and I, 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 those are, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think, you know, if, if whether you like it or not to have a conversation and maybe get us out of our, our workday routines is, uh, I, I think that's a positive thing. One of the most interesting things that I've watched over the last year is the escalation. Not, it hasn't even been a year. It seems like it's been a year, but the escalation of the conversation of public art, about public art within the city of La Crosse, and, you know, who decides what values do we use to determine what is appropriate public art, that type of thing. Right. It really has, I mean, it's stoked that conversation like I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, and and there's you know there's a number of of uh, additions or or in the case of the herons coming back, right. uh, herons, yeah. you know th- there's those uh, uh, the murals and and the discussions around the Hiawatha statue. I mean, all of those are very interesting, and I think for the most part they're very positive for the community. I think that's that's the the purpose of public art, and you know you you've talked about this I know on your show in the past. We're we're a bit different form of government, right? We're not some kingdom where a king or a queen just says, here's the public art and we're Mm going to, this is what's going to happen. This is a democratic process. And we all know that democratic processes can be a bit uh, clunky sometimes to work through and you want to get a lot of input. And, you know, it's one of those where I can almost guarantee that not everybody's going to be satisfied by the outcome. But I think the process, it's still the best system that anybody's been able to come up with yet to this point and i think in the end if we can maybe have a smile or two and, and talk about public art I, I, again i think that's positive across mayor tim cabot in the studio with us this hour once a month with the mayor you can call in or text in at 608-785-7914-785-7914 we'll get to some of your comments um <laughs> get to some of your comments and some of your Facebook comments as well. Very entertaining they are. Uh, in just a, in just a little while, I, do you when you if if you're going to determine like what what conversations or what debates you prefer to have within the city of La Crosse, the ones that involve uh, the the endless consternation about streets, 
right? Right. And the frustration with the streets and being in bad shape and the people wanting to be more money spent on streets right. and people are wanting less money spent altogether. So the financial issues and the street issues, would you rather have those conversations or the ones that really touch nerves like Hiawatha statue? Like... You know the, those types of conversations, which people take very personally. The, yeah, and I and I don't really have a preference. I think all of that is what makes living here and working here and being part of a community. I mean, that's all part of the mix. So I don't necessarily have a preference. I think they all have very, they're all important for the the reasons that you mentioned, whether it's financial and our budgets, or whether we're talking, you know, uh, socially or culturally, uh, just how our small little place in the world fits into the bigger picture. I, th- I think all of those are, again are very healthy, and I look forward to them because I, you know, I've, I took advice from mayors from before when I first took office, and they basically said, if as long as you're listening to the public and really trying to engage citizens and hear from people, they've got the right answers, and you follow follow their lead. So I, that's really what I look forward to, and I try, you know, every day to get that input and to engage people because a lot of times there's good common sense type solutions. And usually those are the good, you know, the right, the right thing to do. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio. Uh, speaking of streets, uh, by the way, um, as I was coming back here this afternoon, I noticed that 4th Street was backed up to Stoddard. So, which yes. is your fault, of course. Um, you're the one who decided the city needed to fix 4th Street uh, at Lacrosse Street, which is what started this morning. Right. Um, and that's what they, that's what they started on this morning. Uh I, Mike Lafleur, the street superintendent, told said was talking this morning about it's a little bit, a little bit thicker asphalt than they were than they were ready for, but right. uh, but they feel pretty positive about uh, getting that first phase complete so they can do the second phase later. Um, so, is this? Uh, these are these are DOT. These are supposed to be maintained by the DOT. The, the little sections of street that you're fixing. Do you think that they're going to pay you for that? Uh, I. I'm skeptical. Are you? We're still going to ask. And I think it's an important distinction to be made. I mean, yes, these are state highways. The city is responsible for maintenance. But as I've said before, when and the maintenance means things like, you know, crack sealing and doing kind of minor Mm -hmm. pothole patching and, you know, the the sealing when we need to. When the road gets to the point in the condition that it's in, that really is a rebuild, and that is on the DOT's responsibility. So we are going to move forward because that, that northbound 4th Street right there just south of La Crosse and then north of La Crosse Street intersection is in just terrible, terrible shape. So we've got money in the budget to basically do some kind of spot you know they're going to cut in and then do some uh, new new uh, asphalt, and then I know on the other lane they're going to do some milling, so they're going to kind of grind down and repave. So at least the intersection there will uh, over the next couple of weeks will get fixed, and that'll be much better. We're going to do kind of a spot fix on La Crosse Street, the very similar type of spot fix, just. Or yeah, just east of the West Avenue mm-hmm. intersection because there's a really rough stretch there too. So we're going to do a, a few of those fixes this year, um, and and honestly, again, it's city taxpayers paying for it. We're not going to expect that the DOT is going to reimburse us, but it's a larger issue in the relationship between the state and local efforts and how we're really missing. We're missing right now. We're we're swinging and missing and trying to move our economy forward. I mean, imagine the the transportation and job creation and the good things that could be happening to an even greater extent if we weren't constantly having these 
you know, arguments about fixing our streets and how to fund them and, and recognize that, yes, they're in that, that shape. Let's get them fixed. Because Lacrosse Street, again, I, I think I maybe mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago when we met, we learned that the last time Lacrosse Street was resurfaced, so they grind down and then put new asphalt, was in the 1980s. And those resurfacings are supposed to last 12 to 15 years. Right. Yeah. So that's been it. Hmm. And I, I, would, uh, I, I guess I would put it up anywhere where a resurfacing, resurfacing is supposed to last 40 years. I mean, that's just not, not real. Hmm. Um, you pointed out that the city, the city taxpayer is likely to be footing the bill for this. How much are these, these repairs going to cost? Not... not you know, just the spot repairs you're talking about. This correct, time. yeah, I, I, and I forget the exact numbers, but I think it's you know that's in the range of maybe twenty to twenty five thousand per spot. Right. So I think the you know the the Fourth Street Lacrosse Street is about twenty to twenty five, and then the one over uh, just off of West Avenue isn't quite as much because it's not quite as large of an area. But yeah, I mean we we've got you know probably thirty to forty thousand dollars into this. I mean, and it's not these are these are temporary. Fixes, That's right? exactly I mean, these right. These are not permanent That's fixes. right. And that was one of the questions, again, just back to La Crosse Street. So we were asking the questions about, okay, so the last resurfacing was done in the 1980s. The next one isn't planned until 2025. At what point was is the road supposed to be rebuilt, right? Because that's part of if you do so many resurfacings after a while, um, the road should get rebuilt. And rebuilding La Crosse Street is not even anywhere on the calendar for for the state. So I think that's also a big significant problem because – Again, once the road gets to that condition, it's it's really beyond just those temporary fixes. Hmm. Well, anyway, that uh, started this morning. You probably have uh, witnessed that if you've driven through Lacrosse today, going north on Fourth Street. Um, you probably sat in traffic for a couple of minutes, or maybe well, a little longer, right? <laughs> depending on what the situation. Yeah, is. I, I, I would advise going down, you know, George <laughs> Lane Drive, uh, West Avenue, or, or out Sixteen. I might go out to Cashton and then, <laughs> and then go north. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. I just want to clarify something. Lacrosse Street at West Avenue, that you, that is also we planning on doing that yes, this year? correct. Okay. And, and is the Losey Boulevard one, is that... We're, we're waiting on that one because we did have that one in the mix yeah. for doing this year, but if we are able to, through the capital budget, get that section... Um, or address that section in 2019, then we're not going to do the temporary fix. We'll just wait until next year, and because we've got to re- that's an area where it has to be right. rebuilt. Okay. The utilities in that area are pretty well beyond their useful life. No, really, we really need to rebuild it. Yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> so, um, in the next 40 years or so, uh, when we come back, Mayor Tim Cabot will uh, give me ideas about where we can put this uh, hatch baby replica that's been delivered to our studio. And we'll take your input on that as well. 608-785-7914. Ted asked on Facebook, by the way, before we go to news, um, what do you think of making the roads twice as thick? Great, great idea. Great question. They do actually, depending on the route, um, add or, or they do create a, or I guess they lay more thickness or, mm-hmm. or a thicker road when they when they do uh, fix those. So depending, I mean, in, on Fourth Street, that will be the thickest that we will, you know, I guess that the standards call for. All right. Uh, I hope that's an answer. Yeah, I, and yeah. I'm just for those for those main thoroughfares. Yes, the roads need to be thicker, and that's what we're going to do. I think standards call for five inches of asphalt on Fourth Street. 
Um, and I believe they're pulling up seven right now because it was they just kept adding to it over yeah, the years. Right. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. More to come. Stick around. Hey, are you listening? Hello, it's Carla from Mark Jewelers. We're emptying our on Alaska location. We're not. Look, Crosstalk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. If you'd like to watch this magical mystery unfold before your very eyes, we are uh, online, Facebook Live can watch it super entertaining certainly when people certainly when they deliver hatched baby replicas as someone did uh last hour that's fantastic i did get word a little while ago there's an accident on um, highway 35 north of i-90 accident on highway 35 north of i-90 traffic is backed up at this hour keep that in mind um Let's see. Uh, the other thing, someone... Uh, okay, so this listener says, um, uh, you, you're apparently the only mayor... Again, Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio. 608-785-7914. Uh, listener says, uh, you're the only mayor that uh, he's heard of, Steve, has heard of. Um, and, and I have to... I'll have to interpret. Paraphrase? I have yeah. to interpret because okay. it's not entirely clear. You, the only mayor that he's heard of that um, that talks about the state's responsibility, I can't believe there isn't a process to have them pay. And says, I think this liberal mayor just wants to blame. Um, and Governor Walker stated he was putting money in his budget for that. So there's a lot of ideas there. But basically, um, you are, uh, to his mind, this is um, this is not as much of an issue as you're making it out to be. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of sending them the bill. Well, I, I think just like we are trying to re-prioritize um, our spending in the city to devote more resources towards streets and getting caught up, I think that's something the state really needs to do as well. Because ideally, uh, when I talked earlier about the length of time that a resurfacing is supposed to last, for example, for us in the city, you know, we kind of go through that same evaluation. When you're reconstructing a street, uh, you really want that street to last 20 to 30 years because you know that it's going to have to last that long, quite frankly, until you can get back to it with, with 200 or so miles of streets. Um, you know, if you're only doing one or two miles a year, you're expected those streets to last 100 years, which, you know, that's really beyond. Um, if you can do four or five miles a year, then you're getting it to, you know, be a 40 or 50 uh, year type of street. If you can do eight, nine, 10 miles, then you're back to way, the way the street department was in its heyday in the 1950s and 60s when okay. they were repairing, replacing 10 to 11 miles a year. So really the streets only had to last about 20 years until the next cycle would come and, and then fix the street. It's the same It's the same thing that we're doing today. So for the longest time, we only repaired two to three to four miles. This year we have 
programmed over eight miles that we're going to do in, in street repairs this year. We're looking at trying to do something similar next year, and that's going to get us, you know, it's not going to get us all the way caught up, but it's going to get us, you know, in a much better position. Uh, again, I would just go back to, for example, a cross street, uh, a resurfacing that was done back in the 1980s. Um, it hasn't been done since then, and there's nothing programmed for it. Uh, that's a failure. And I, and I would just say for La Crosse especially, um, you know, we're the center. There's twenty to 30,000 people that come here into the city every day driving on those roads. And so the state does have a responsibility to provide a chunk of the funding because uh, it's it's not just a city street. It's used by the larger region, and I and I do think that Lacrosse deserves a bit better for for that. So I mean I, I appreciate what Steve is saying. We're not trying to um, necessarily lay blame or or to use excuses. We're we're doing it with action. So that's why our street crews are out there today tearing up that that fourth street, and they'll be replacing it and 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 doing some repaving as a temporary fix because it it has gotten so bad. Across Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us for a little while yet this afternoon. Uh, all right, I'll get to that later. Uh, I just the, a couple different things uh, that are coming up this week. The city council voting on a couple different issues that we've been following. Both of them have interest in a different way um, to, to me, and one of them is that uh, um, the, the funding ideas you have for the senior centers. Um, right. There was. Uh, um, I think a little bit of surprise when you decided that uh, it that, that the time for studying senior centers, where to put them, and what to do with them, had had passed, and it was time to get to work on them. Um, and I think you I think you surprised the the North Side uh, the Harry J Olson people a little bit because I think they were they were ready to push back really really hard, and then they didn't know where to push back to because you were saying, okay, let's let's fix it then. Right. Um, however. There has been some concern about the, especially Harry J. Olson, because, you know, that that's the one that would not be moved. You're just going to repair right, that, that right. there's a tremendous amount of money going to be put into a building that's well over 100 years old without any sense of what that might be in the future. Well, I do think, and I appreciate that we we have studied this issue. And I, and I think, again, myself included, we we've been pushing this issue kind of down the road, hoping that there would be some, uh, you know, miraculous solution. And I, I do think it's time for us to stop studying and to start moving forward with mm. with repairs. Um, I would argue that, honestly, the the solution of keeping the senior center and, and, and keeping it at the Harry J. Olson building, fixing that building up, maybe looking for ways that it can just be enhanced and become more of a community center rather than a senior center, is in the long run, I mean, that's I think it's one of these win-win situations. In the, in the short run, it's going to address some of those immediate needs, but then it's it's a better solution financially in the long run because uh, first off, as a part of this latest uh, committee study, they reached out to developers and said, "We'd like your ideas to do a historic and low-income housing tax credit project and turn that building, at least the upper floors, into a housing uh, program mm-hmm. that would then help pay the bills." 
it, it doesn't it doesn't meet the minimums for that to happen. It, first off, I don't believe it qualifies for historic tax credits because the building's been modified to too greatly. Mm-hmm. And and when we talked to the housing developers, they basically took a pass and said we don't want the building, not even for a dollar, because it just doesn't have enough here for us to work with. Mm-hmm. We know from the very recent experience of the Roosevelt School and the Bacalars uh, Sausage Building that. The city's investment in both of those projects range from a half a million to a million dollars just to get something to happen in the, in both of those projects. So even if you were very optimistic and Harry J. Olson was, was more of a building conducive to a housing project, you the city would still be spending close to a million dollars to have a housing solution there, right? The other option we talked about, well, let's go ahead and add on to the Black River Beach Community Center, for example. That is not an inexpensive addition either. If you're looking to to install a, a, a kitchen that is meets the standards so that you can have a community meal site there and then parking and, and other things, I would argue, again, you're probably talking a million-dollar solution there. So the money, the... the Hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand, even if it's on the the higher end of fixes at Harry J. Olson, is much more of an economical solution than those other ideas of of trying to add on to the Black River Beach Community Center or to do a housing project. And plus, you have users that have spoken loud and clear. You have a community survey that spoke loud and clear and said we want a north side and a south side center. Well, rather again than trying to go and find. Uh, a, a place on the north side, we already have it, and we have a great location. I think you know people realize and recognize it's on the bus route. It has parking. It has all of these attributes. So let's go ahead and move forward and get it fixed. Um, it's a city property. We should be taking care of it. It's 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 kind of embarrassing that we've waited this long to do some of those fixes, and I'm all for let's getting on with it. Across Mayor Tim Cabot, the other issue that is it seems so small in some ways, but can have, I think, a ripple effect with the city's partnership with business in, in the long run. And that's the um, that's the uh, application for demolition permit for the, the house that Quickstrip owns on Losey Boulevard. Sure. It, it, it was compelling right from the get-go because uh, the application, the letter from Quicktrip saying, look, we don't want to pay, you know, we, we want some consideration because we've got this massive thing that we're building right. out in the industrial park. And... You know, we've we've uh, we've basically donated this house for use to a to a nonprofit. What, what is the sticking point on this this one little almost insignificant property? What what is it that makes this important, or, or am I misinterpreting that? Well, I, I, you're raising all of the very uh, you know kind of difficult issues as a part of this because you do have a longer relationship between the city of La Crosse and Quick Trip. And, you know, I would argue for the most part, it's been very positive and yeah. I, and I foresee that being positive going forward. I think there's, there's a sense of, um, you know, Quick Trip has been going around to a number of their, their stores and their facilities and doing upgrades. And I think at least at the plant commission, that was one of the things that we talked about was this idea of, you know, the city would like to work with Quick Trip, especially if, there's even kind of a longer range plan to say, hey, in a few years, we're not getting to it immediately. But at some point, we'd like to redo the to the Losey Boulevard store because it's very busy and and all that. So I, I don't have a good answer or a good feeling right now. Um, I know that there, again, was, you know, some 
questions raised and some comments made at the at the Judiciary and Administrative Committee. I, I'm interested to see what the council is going to do on Thursday. Sure. Um, you know, again, Quick Trip has basically indicated that they they don't want to really push the issue as far as you know making a decision on that conditional use permit. But we have that ordinance in place because of the the history of the last 10 20 years not not really so much on on quick trip but on some of our larger institutional partners where they would buy property take a house down expand a parking right. lot that becomes kind of a self-fulfilling thing then because people don't like living next to parking lots right so I, this is a tough one I, I don't I'm still kind of thinking through the issues um, I don't have a vote on it on Thursday but it mm-hmm. will be interesting to see what the council ultimately wants to do because we've gotten the indication that you know the the house. There was some environmental issues that had to be dealt with, and mm-hmm. so the whole. You know, there's. It's not as if it it's, can be moved into today. It's going to need uh, quite a bit of investment just to kind of return it back to, um, the, you know, to be habitable. So, it, it's a tough one. I, I, you know, the the city right now our our vacancy rate. I'm being told in housing is very low, and so we're we're trying to protect every house really that we can. It'll be interesting to hear. I, I, it's my understanding that there may be some information forthcoming from Quick Trip in relation to the future of that property, perhaps maybe before Thursday. Yeah, so that, we're wait, that waiting on that, right? So if it's if it was if it was a, a process, they were thinking, yes, we're at we're we're going to expand, not right now, but five years from now. That's in our corporate plan. If they would just come forward with that and say, that's what we want to do five years from now, would that be? It seems like that would be a simpler. Yes. Simpler decision for the city yeah, council to make, right? I think that you would have pretty yep. consistent support of that. I don't know that you'd have a whole lot of questions. 608-785-7914. Nothing like a little honesty and transparency, huh? Wouldn't you like that once in a while? From <laughs> we, we all do our best with the, what we have, you know, uh, the information that we have uh, at the time, I guess. Exactly. Yep. 608-785-7914, because you can't make decisions otherwise. That's all you can make your decisions on. Uh, we have... Um, Okay, uh, let's go to Tom. Tom is on with the mayor. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Uh, yes, Mr. Mayor. Uh, this is going to sound kind of silly, but is there any way that they can get Lacrosse Street, uh, a county trunk highway? Can they? Could they make it a county trunk highway? The, the county may have a bigger bargaining chip with Madison and the city of La Crosse. I, I don't, uh, Tom. I don't think it's silly at all that there's actually a precedent for that in La Crosse County uh, from not too long ago. I, I'm not sure this is uh, this qualifies, but Mayor, I'll want you weigh in on that. Thank, thanks for the call, Tom. Yeah, that that's a, a great question, and I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I, I you know I think part of it is we've had one conversations with the with uh, one conversation with the DOT about kind of a plan to to move up the. Um, the the resurfacing piece to get it done a little bit more quickly than 2025. I'm open to kind of all creative thinking on this. Really, uh, one of the one of the questions that we also asked the DOT was with the with the whole Highway 53, uh, the enumeration with the North South Corridor. We we asked the question, what would be wrong with taking a portion of that enumerated dollars and and actually then making that happen and, and we could fix lacrosse street and rebuild it because it's a pretty significant project so we we didn't get any we didn't get too far with that but i'd be interested in any kind of creative thinking there i don't know about the again i know what happened with um 
was it Highway 108, I think? 108, yeah. and it was a swap. Yeah, so it's it was, not quite the same thing, correct, but, you correct. know, there is that, you are changing the letters and numbers around. So yeah, that, and I think there is a part of, like, maybe Gillette Street where it's County Highway B, mm-hmm. you know, there's, and yep. in, in up on, on County B, I mean, maybe there could be something worked out there. I don't know. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. However, on Facebook, James has this uh, question. I'd like to know why the old mobile oil site is going to be developed with apartments and retail. I think it could be more beneficial to have it to be an outdoor recreation area, put in a public fishing pier, hiking trails, trees, etc. It's one of the few places that isn't developed for hotels, retail, and housing. and should stay that way. Making it an outdoor recreation area would be more beneficial than developing it. Of course, there is some outdoor recreation there right now. Yeah, I think out of the total acreage, it's 75 to 80 acres. You know, about half of that is going to remain as wetlands and trails and and, uh, open space because it's just not able to be developed. So part of of what we've done in the last few years is we've extended some of the trails up into the property and along the La Crosse River and, and up towards the Black River. And that's you know, some of the plans will will hopefully enhance that, and, and we will have areas for fishing and uh, hopefully a, kind of a boardwalk along the water and, and those types of features, which will get people close to that that public amenity. So I would agree. It's just there's also the the tax base and tax base and the development component that we're talking about, that we talked about earlier. Across Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio, um, and if you hadn't noticed, if you were watching Facebook Live, you saw this happen. Uh, there was a hatched baby replica that was delivered to the studio. I think that was actually meant for me, if that's my understanding, um, and not the mayor, but he happens to be here. So uh, what is my decision-making process about where to put this thing? Uh, well, you, you must form a committee. Okay. I, I, I mean, committee. If, we're, if we're using a, a government uh, uh, comparative here, right. so yeah, so I think you, you need to survey everybody in the building okay. and maybe go do some notices to the to the neighboring <laughs> properties and okay. and get some input about where this should you know yeah. most rightly be displayed. Okay, all right. Or you can just stick it in you know your office or Wherever. keep it in the studio, right? Yeah, I can do. I, I can, I, you, I can unilaterally much, decide. I can pretty much decide whatever I want to do with it. Is it? Is it? Uh, when you're dealing with a when you're dealing with a sculpture like that, uh, because there is a public input process, are you worried at times that the decision that is made by the public at large is just going to be just the worst decision? No, I have not had that uh, that trepidation on any okay. of the things that we've really worked on. I think again, you you try to engage as many people as possible because usually, again, the 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 best answer comes out of that somewhere. And and it's usually be with conversation. So it's not just necessarily one person having, oh, this is the idea. It's it's kind of an iterative thing where you bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, you go through and and, and develop a consensus. So uh, I, I do want to follow up on the question from uh, James on Facebook uh, asking about the outdoor recreation area and uh, the development there uh, at Riverside North. Uh, it, the development agreement it has a a, a, um, a structure whereby the developer gets paid. You know, it's it's, it's very incentive laden. It's right. like basically get to work and then you'll get paid. Right. Um, which makes a lot of sense because that means they're really gonna really gonna work. Right. Um, there is the structure is it says you know if you if you get somewhere between one hundred sixty five and two hundred million dollars worth of property, you get this much money. Correct. I mean, do you really think two hundred million dollars worth of property is is possible there? I do. Okay. I do. I mean, like not, you know, it's not gonna 50 ha- years from now, but, you know, 
soon. Yeah, right. I, I, I do think that, uh, especially what, with what we've witnessed most recently, where um, you know you can point to the the lot C development that that has happened in a very urban density and scale. I think what's happening across the um, across the river at the old uh, Holiday Insight, where you've got yeah. um, some housing that's being developed there. I mean, when you look at the value per acre, uh, downtown provides the greatest tax base per acre. And I would see the development densities, maybe not quite to the same level of downtown, but, but a very similar type of uh, uh, you know, a very similar type of scale, and with thirty to thirty-five acres of development, it's it doesn't take much to get to that two hundred million dollar um, value. It really doesn't. And our our goal, of course, is to try to do that over the next five to ten years. Like you said, you don't want that to have to take a, a long, long time to 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 fully build out, but to have that happen in a rel- relatively short period of time. Uh, and. With a with a developer, a master developer, an agreement signed with a master developer, someone who has you know worked in the private uh, sector and uh, developed huge projects uh, like Blair Williams with Wired Properties, does it become that much more attractive for other developers to want to work within that property? I, I would hope so, and I and I believe that will be the case because we've we've already fielded a number of inquiries as a part of the whole selection process of, sure. of getting to Wired, and you know I think, and I can't speak for Blair, but just knowing uh, what I've heard and especially the conversations with the Redevelopment Authority, the idea that the 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 folks who had indicated an interest in becoming the master developer who weren't ultimately selected, they still had some really great ideas and and great. Uh, you know, uh, projects that we would love to see happen. So, you know, I think if Blair is smart, and I know that he is, he's going to be reaching out to those those folks and, and seeing where those types of developments can still be realized. So I, I do think that this provides somebody who has and can get to know and be a much strong advocate for the market, because I do think that these future uses and the commercial uses and all that, they've got to respond to a market demand. It can't just be something that the city thinks is going to happen. It really has to have that um, that due diligence as a part of that so that these this thing will work for the long haul. Uh, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, uh, thanks so much for being in here. I think um, we've got plans for you to stick around after this hour and watch uh, Celtics and 76ers here uh, with Rick. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll plan on that uh, so you can take off your coat and relax because you won't be on Facebook there's Live anymore. There. Then there's a beer in the uh, in the Hatch Baby replica. Uh, mayor Tim Cabot, once a month Thank with you. the mayor. Thanks so much. You bet. Thank you. Lacrosse Talk PM Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Don't yell at the radio. Pick up the phone and join in on the conversation. 785. Hey, welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. If you'd like to join us here on the air, it's the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line at 608-785-7914. This hour brought to you by the wonderful people at Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. If you want to find out what they've been up to, and chances are it's quite a bit, or check out to see when their new beers drop or where you can get their beer, just download their free app on your phone. That's what I did. Simple and easy to use. And, oh, it's free. That's the free Pearl Street Brewery app for your phone. 608 785 
914 is the Better Hearing Center talk at text line. The Cross Maritime Cabin in the studio with us last hour, among other things, telling me where I should put this hatched baby replica that showed up in the studio last hour. If you are watching us on Facebook Live, you can actually see the thing sitting on the desk. I have no idea what to do with it, but it's here, so I'll get to thinking, that's for sure. Uh, in the meantime, your thoughts and uh, on perhaps the same thing, on where to find it. And um, also, Mayor Cabot, when, when he was in here, we talked about uh, the situation with roads. You may have noticed you were driving through La Crosse today, especially going north on 4th Street, that uh, traffic's backed up quite a bit, down to one lane for a stretch. They're doing some repairs there on uh, that uh, the city is uh, the city is doing the repairs on the state road that that uh, the state mayor may not pay for probably not, but the city is going ahead with them anyway. This is the first move in that direction. First move for the city of La Crosse, fixing state roads without anticipating getting reimbursed for those repairs. Is that something that you think? The city should continue. 608-785-7914, 785-7914. Again, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. That work on 4th Street will continue for a couple days, by the way, in this first phase, and there's a second phase coming. Uh, we have uh, temperatures all the way back down to the 50s tonight, so uh, 53 or so for a low, and then back up to 80 for a high tomorrow. We are looking at some rain tomorrow night. Right now it's 85 degrees. At least. WIZM is News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. For more, check out the WISM website, 1410wizm.com. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds on the phone with Dallas Warner from First American Roofing and Siding. I know it's kind of an uncomfortable thing for people at times to uh, get get home repairs, especially when they're extensive home repairs, even making the call. But when they call First American Roofing, Dallas, pretty sure that they're going to get people that are going to come out there and and take care of them and, and really just sell them what they need for their house. Is that about right? That's right, Mitch. Yeah, we... Um... We really value um, honesty and integrity here. That was one thing that my dad instilled in me, and uh, we're carrying it on. You know, we're, if someone calls and they think they need an entire new roof, and we get out there and it's a pipe boot or it's, it's something minor, it's a repair or a roof cleaning, we're going to be up front. We're going to be honest. We're going to work. We have a long-term philosophy. Um, we're going to tell you exactly what's needed and we're going to try and gain your business if it's five, seven, ten years down the road. Um, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for that quick sale. And again, that's what sets you apart from some contractors who want that quick hit in and out, grab the money and go. Exactly. We do that with everything from, from our roofing and siding to gutters, soffit fascia. You know, it could be the opposite, too. You think you have a cleaning and we're going to come out there and just be, you know, unfortunately... It really needs to be replaced in like two or three years. It doesn't make sense to clean it because, you know, I clean a roof that's got to be replaced in two or three years. So. Got it. Uh, Dallas, where can they get in touch with you? Uh, FirstAmericanRoofing.com, or they can give us a call. We're right up in Holman, uh, 783-3101. Dallas Warner, First American Roofing and Siding. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mitch. All right. The Crosstalk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Do you want comfort or energy savings? 
Why not get both year-round with Owens Corning Insulation and Beaver Builder Supply? Comfort can be felt immediately. Energy savings are something appreciated with every heating and cooling bill. Beaver Builder Supply can professionally install insulation into your home, or you can make it a do-it-yourself project. To learn more about the Owens Corning comfort and savings difference, call or stop into Beaver Builder Supply, just off Highway 53 in Holman. And now, for the weather, here's meteorologist Stormy O'Day, who's covered in dirt. Yep, I dug a hole in the yard, just like my dog. Because... Cross talk PM on WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608 Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Uh, this hour brought to you the, by Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. Uh, La Crosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us last hour. Give me advice on how to uh, deal with this uh, blue baby, uh, sorry, hatched baby replica that's on our, uh, on the, uh, in the studio right now with me. I'm not, uh, we're not completely certain what we're going to do with it. Um, it is, uh, no, it's something, all right. So this was delivered when the mayor was here. I think it was actually, I don't think it was for him, that was for me. So somebody, put this hatched baby replica together for me. And I have to admit, I feel pretty, like, I feel special. Really, really special. Not only is there a hatched baby, but there is also a... For those of you on Facebook Live, a Michelob Golden Light inside of it. Michelob Golden Light draft beer can, which was cold when it got here. It's still kind of, it's drinkable still. It's clever. It's very clever. Ideas, Rick? Where are you putting this? Well, if we leave it in here, yeah. like Mark and Mike, are, they're going to hide it somewhere. It, it, Do you it'll, think be, it'll disappear. You, They'll probably put oh, it in you think own. they're going to vandalize it or hide it? Well, yeah. I mean, anytime we leave something out that's out of the ordinary, because they've been doing this this thing for, it's there. This is like, we're renting. This uh, well, we are. We are uh, yeah, we're interlopers. We know that. Right. I so, know. I, I fully accept that. There's nothing. Right. I don't, I, and I don't begrudge them at all. I understand that I am, the, I am an invader in their territory and this is rightfully their studio. So when we, when we th- put things like the sword, <laughs> I mean, the basketball hoop is the, still on the door. The basketball so. hoop's on the door, <laughs> yeah. but. Nobody has taken that down yet. But it, it kind of helps keep the door closed. It does the help door keep the door closed. Work, of course, yeah, so. <laughs> the door is taped open. So. All right, so we... Um, Unless it serves their benefit, that thing, we need to find a safer place than so the you think the, studio. So you think the Hatch Baby is in danger in the pre, in, with Mark and Mike in the studio? Well, I, th- I feel like, actually, it's art, right? So Mike it might actually... Think what Mike does Mark push? think of art? I think I, Mark... I don't know Mark, what Mark thinks of art. Because there maybe that maybe we can get it to, f- to have a few between those two. Because maybe Michael wanted in here, and why Michael don't we? Think it's okay, creepy. okay, okay. I I see what you're saying, and I think that that's. I think the idea of a feud sounds really exciting. Uh, so, but um, 
we put it in the chair? We like put it in your chair when you leave, so I that it's the really chair, in the way. Yeah, I don't know if the. I think putting it on a. I think what right against the wall somewhere. I, I think we try it. Maybe we let's, just leave it there. See, let's how, see. maybe it's inconsistent. Can we hide it a little? I mean, hide it in plain sight somehow. Were you going to so suggest? So when they turn Facebook Live on tomorrow and then they don't even know there's a hatched baby on the. Are you suggesting that this hatch baby replica is inconspicuous well, in some kind of way? Black thing that holds paper, yeah, up, whatever that's called, and the there's another paper one holder somewhere. It's there's a paper one holder over there, so it holds paper, right? Well, I don't know if it's that. It's got to be called something more technical than that, right. but um, podium type thing. Sure. All right. We could hide it behind them. Well, it's just like we set them up so that <laughs> those guys are already so they don't have to move them. Eh, they're gonna see it. I don't know how we do. I, you know, if. I want it on camera though for the morning somehow. Like, Hot. can we put it like here somehow, like in front of the the wisdom sign below the clock by I Rush? I don't. I don't see how we can do this in a way that doesn't somehow draw the marks attention. We move a ceiling tile and just have someone up there and, lower and drop it down, it down. lower it down <laughs> in the middle the of the show tomorrow, tomorrow morning. <laughs> just as they're what, getting how, into. We got some young part timers here. Yes, that, that you wait up there from like. Because Mike gets here at like four forty-five. No, Mark, Mark gets here at three, like three oh, thirty. Okay, yeah. so the, at two forty-five, right? We'll put a, we'll get the uh, intern in here, yeah. to crawl up into the ceiling tank. and lower the hatched baby replica down in the middle of the yeah. uh, and of the show. Good yeah. idea. I like that. All right. Simple. Well, if you've got a better idea, feel free to give us a call and let us know. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you're trying to figure out what this thing looks like, Facebook Live is where you'll see it. Right a couple there. people must be streaming the the Celtics game right now because I'm getting laggy, a laggy. Yeah, is it a couple people? Do you think? I'm gonna have to refresh. Uh, Brad probably. James says uh, we should give it to Dave and Scrady in the WKTY studio. And Let's just leave it. Sit. That would be. I funny. think it'll, I think it'll get abused in there. Well, the beer will be gone. That's for sure. That's true. <laughs> Warm or not. <laughs> All right, six zero eight seven eight five. 7914 on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and La Crosse. Mayor Tim Capit was in the studio last hour and was giving me suggestions about where to put the Hatch Baby replica that was delivered anonymously, by the way, delivered anonymously to the studio while the mayor was here. Uh, he suggested we form a committee and get public input and uh, and then make a decision that way. Uh, we'll go to Eric on the phones. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Regarding the Hatch Baby, I was watching the, uh, reading the uh, Lacrosse Pesticle Club today. In page A2, there was a picture of the Riverside Flood, uh, Riverside Park. And I looked out in the water, look at it, about six of them out there. I think they all look like Hatch Babies. I know I'm wrong, but it certainly looked like them. The more I, I stopped by and looked at that thing in front of the city hall. Just a comment, thanks. Okay, Eric, thanks Thanks for the call. Does Eric know that we've got a hatch baby replica in the well, studio? Uh, Eric's not on Facebook Live, I'll tell okay. you that. Okay. Even, Does he think the actual hatch baby is in here? Wouldn't that be great? Even if you don't know or not on Facebook Live, you understand that we're talking, there's a hatch baby, there's an actual hatched baby replica in the studio. I'm going to put a video up at okay. uh, later this evening on our Facebook page. Okay. So, like, be f- probably like eight forty-five. Okay, you can see what we're talking about if you haven't yet. I what? would put it in the comment section of our Facebook Live video, but that's redundant. I think. Eh, probably. Yeah. Um, 
we had uh, when Mayor Tim Cavett was in here last hour. He said he mentioned that uh, it for those of you looking, this is the the baby. Restraint. He was very good at ignoring. He the, was because well, you weird. walked in. You walked in with a hatch baby while he's talking and and talking about something that's completely non related. It has something to do with like condemnation or building something or streets or something. And you walk in with a hatched baby, and he kind of looks around, and he goes back to his yeah, train never, of thought, never, doesn't blink. And I then was the, testing his resolve. You but. did, because you pushed the hatched baby right up into his face, and not once did he backhand you, which is probably what you deserved. And he, he was very restrained. Very restrained. I have to admit, there's, there's a fair amount of restraint being exercised in Lacrosse City Hall when it comes to you. <laughs> They let the, the, the city attorney's office let you barge in there and, and take pictures from a window of the hatch baby. They were very nice. You're you're very nearly assaulting the mayor with the hatch baby, and he doesn't backhand you. We, we are, don't even want to talk about Abraham. You, well, you're lucky you don't get arrested every single week. <laughs> I go to the speed limit. <laughs> the, Everything's first, up to date. The Check first, my taillights yeah. and blinkers before I leave every day. Yeah. Good thinking. Well, as long as your car is registered. Oh, is it? Did you get that? Yeah, it's the truck that only has three wheels right now. If anyone's got some (laughs) old body style wheels, they want to get tremendous amount of restraint being exercised in Lacrosse City Hall when it comes to us right now. Man, what? Who else is that? Jared Flick. Sometimes he gets mad at me because I yell at him about volleyball. He's in the Parks and Rec department. But he's not a. He's not a. He's okay. Uh, And he's okay. Parks and Rec head. Now I can't think. I'm thinking art. But oh, art. Steve Caroline? Steve Caroline. When he was in here, I was harassing him about prizes for oh. uh, Parks and Rec stuff. He was, I, I talked to him the other day. He seemed okay. I don't know. He might not be okay with you, but he seemed okay well, with Well, he me. gives, we get like little necklaces now for Well, and Parks then we, and what we, we've, we've gotten two different fire chiefs locally to retire. We drove a police chief out of office. None of that's true, by the way. None of that is true. That's right. We can't joke. Can't in joke show. about these things. No fun. Lacrosse Talk Payment Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More good conversation coming up on WYZM 1410 AM 923 FM. You know it's time. You can't wait any longer. You're reminded every morning, evening, and all times in between. It's time you started remodeling your bathroom. Now, it's been a few weeks, and it's still not done. So now, what you probably should have done from the beginning is call Right Choice Construction. They'll guide you through the process of building a bathroom of your dreams. When you want your bathroom remodeled, make your first choice the right choice with Right Choice Construction. Find them on Facebook or at rightchoiceconstructionwi.com. When everyone packs in the car for that long-awaited family vacation, you expect to hear the usual, Are we there yet? Mom, she won't stop touching me. But when it's, Turn on the air conditioner, I'm boiling back here. And your AC is already cranked, you're in for a long ride. Be ready for a hot summer. Recharge your car's air conditioner at Cordell's Automotive. It won't keep your backseat drivers occupied, but cold air on a hot day will keep them comfortable. When your car goes to hell, call Cordell's. Cordell's Automotive, home and drive and homey. Dr. Holly Fisher from Optical Fashions. We are standing at our second Optical Fashions location at 814 Main Street in Holman. We're growing and happy to be in the Holman area right next to the fire station. And we also are still going to be at Highway 16 to serve our patients there too. Dr. Brenda Weidig. Optical Fashions has been known for our large selection of frames and we're going to have that same quality of frame here in Holman. So what we get drunk. So what, we don't sleep, we're just having fun, we 
The Crosstalk PM and Wisdom, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening, this hour, brought to you by the Pearl Street Brewery in La Crosse. Uh, 608-785-7914. 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, you can email me, Mitch, at 1410wizm.com, also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I did not uh, get to this email before now, and uh, we don't have, uh, unfortunately, we could not start up the Great Sanctuary City debate while the uh, mayor was in here. However, we do have, uh, Carl wanted to know about the mayor's stance on sanctuary cities, but with a hatched baby replica in here, it's it's almost like you can barely you can barely talk about sanctuary cities when you're sitting next to a hatch baby re- re- replica. Well, the hatch baby is from Germany, right? Like, right. That's right. It's, it's a sanctuary. A, does it have a blue card? It's got a blue card. <laughs> yep. Yes, it does. La Crosse is a sanctuary for the uh, for the hatch baby from Germany. That's how why it's a sanctuary city. And its disciples. Yep. It's a. Uh, and he painted somebody painted that thing blue, but they didn't. They got to paint the teeth white. On they got to get some white teeth on there. There's no question about it. Anyway, we have a we have a hatch baby replica in the in the studio with us. Uh, I got an anonymous. It was dropped off anonymously with an anonymous note and an anonymous can of beer inside. Uh, Mitch, the note says someone left this in my front yard Sunday morning. Maybe you, mayor, or the arts board can find a new home for it. Thank you. My anonymous note. So I am now the proud owner of a hatch baby. Well, how did we determine that the the actual hatch baby ended up outside City Hall? How did that come to about? How did they determine? Yeah, where to put it? They couldn't find anywhere else to <laughs> put it. Else Nobody else wanted it. It was like has City Hall basically or nothing. Right, we'll take it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point, it's like, okay, you know, if you if you are in a situation where you can't find another, the pump house isn't going to take it, like nobody wants the damn thing. And I bet a lot of people are regretting that too, right? My idea was would have been brilliant. They yeah. put it outside, like any like a bar or something. Put it outside their establishment. How much money would they pay for that right now? People come take selfies. Put I, it inside the establishment. All right, here's the question, and I, I don't disagree with you that there's a money making opportunity there. But the question that I have is in relation to uh, the license that some people take with destruction of property when they've been drinking a little bit. And I feel like by putting something like that in front of a bar, you're kind of granting people the... And it just starts with one person. One person grabs a little chunk of egg and breaks it, and all of a sudden you got people taking chunks of egg home. So it's kind of like... Which is why it's by the police department. Right. Yes. Multiple cameras on it. Well, yeah, cameras. There's probably a patrol every 15 minutes. Well, the one time that you went down there to take a picture, a selfie with it, uh, the assistant chief rolled up and and blared a siren at you. Yeah, so. it's borderline harassment. It's a little bit like harassment, but that's I, I don't. If any, I don't. Should we be able? Uh, maybe we can invite people to come in here and take a, a selfie with our hatch baby <laughs> replica. It certainly is. That would certainly be entertaining. I don't want to do that. We had somebody griping about um, Riverside North, the Riverside North development in La Crosse, and we talked with the mayor about that a little while ago. Um, by the way, uh, the mayor was part of a process this morning. Uh, it's called an order for relocation. I think it's called an order for relocation. And what it is, is it starts the eminent domain process on for the city to condemn the piece of land that will be the road to get into Riverside North. 
So that that started this morning in City Hall. Uh, the city's Board of Public Works agreed to the order for relocation, which again begins the eminent domain process, the condemnation process for the road. Um, not unlike what happened at Three Rivers Plaza across the street, across Copeland Avenue, uh, however many years ago that was, uh, it it's it is unlike it in the sense that it does not appear to be uh, something that is well. The uh, it's not going to be fought like um, who was it Collins at that point? Whoever was that owned the sign company at that point, the billboard company, um, were fought that condemnation process. So it actually cost a couple more dollars than it would have otherwise. Uh, there's not going to be any such legal battle this go around. Still, it is a condemnation process. Anyway, so that got started this morning and should end sometime this year, maybe next year. Uh, so, but, so we were talking to the mayor when lacrosse mayor Tim Cabot was in here last hour. We were talking about that property, Riverside North. And uh, there has been some disagreement about what what that should be, what it should look like, how it should be pursued. Uh, we did have an uh, interesting comment from someone on Facebook. Daniel said, ask, what about all those, what about those other empty factories, strip malls, and housing not being utilized for upgrading and expansions? Let's tear more land apart and give or take five years and abandon those too. All these projects keep popping up, and guess what? Roads still look, look like a little Detroit. Um... Yeah, and I didn't, it's interesting because we, we did have, the mayor and I did have a little bit of a conversation in relation to roads versus everything else, because that's oftentimes what it comes down to, is roads versus everything else. And and to his credit, and, you know, maybe the roads aren't getting fixed as quickly as, you know, as, as one might hope, but to his credit, he is right that there is a profound profoundly larger allocation of city money going to roads uh, this year and next year than um, and last year, for that matter, than there has been in many, many years in the city of La Crosse. So they're getting up to that point where they're doing eight miles of roads a year, whereas they were doing maybe a couple just five years ago. So to his credit, you know, that is going on. Now, you can... You can um, argue about whether they're doing the right roads, whether they should be putting bike lanes in or the bump outs or any of the rest of the business. But the fact is that the city is getting down to business with the roads. So at some point, and granted that not every road is going to be perfect within the city of La Crosse, and you wouldn't expect them to. I wouldn't expect them to. But that's, that's a pretty decent rate of repair considering where things were and how long it had been since there had been that pace of repair on the city's roads. Now, I don't know, we could pick apart the people who were in charge before and blame them for the things they didn't do. Or you could say, well, at least they're making better progress. And I prefer that tact because it seems to be accurate. The other thing is that this whole repair job that's going on in La Crosse and 4th Streets that La Crosse City property taxpayers are going to pay for. I... You know, I don't know what choice there is. I think it's a bad deal, frankly. I think it's a bad deal for city property taxpayers because I am one. And um, I know that all of you people in town of Holland and Holman and on Alaska and wherever, 
are constantly using that route in and out of the city of La Crosse. And that's why the state should be paying for that state highway, that intersection of two state highways. The state should be repairing that. Governor Walker and his DOT administration should have been allocating funds or figuring out what to do with that stretch. And I, I would absolutely agree that, that, is, that that's a state project. That should be a state project. I mean, it's a super bad deal for me as a lacrosse city taxpayer to foot the bill for that so that you could drive on that. However, I also understand that that's an essential part of commerce. Transportation and infrastructure is an essential part of commerce. And I, I, as bad of a deal as it is for me as a city property taxpayer, I agree that that is an essential fix, especially lacrosse and fourth streets, because that is absolutely, I mean, it's dangerous because of the, how, how far in disrepair it's been allowed to fall, you know, and they, they patch, they patch it every year. And so now they're going to repair it. And it's, you know, you know, and the other thing is, it's a temporary repair. It's not going to last forever. It's not going to last. I mean, it'll, it'll last for a while. Hell, it'll probably last 40 years, but it's not meant to. What it's meant to do is be a bandage over a wound for now until the state realizes that it has obligations that it has to fulfill beyond making sure that Foxconn is comfortable in Racine County. Like at some point, there has to be some, you know, attention paid in other parts of the state besides in Racine County. That's that's not what's happening. I'm overstating that to a bizarre level. That's actually not the case at all. But the point is, is that there are priorities. There should be priorities. And, and the mayor makes a valid argument that you have to consider the impact of the infrastructure on your on your business environment. And that's an essential part of, of the infrastructure of the city of La Crosse. That particular intersection is super. La Crosse Street, you know, whether it be uh, Highway 16, Losey Boulevard, that whole intersection right there, also a mess. Or the West Avenue, La Crosse Street intersection, also a mess. And frankly, all of 3rd Street is just terrible. At some point... That has to be addressed. All of it. So, um, and, you know, if, if the state really is not going to do it and it's really not planned, it's not even on the plans. It's not, they don't even have it on a calendar. Then you don't really have a choice. You don't have a choice if you want your city to continue to prosper. 608 If you'd like to join us here on the air, it's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. we got Tom. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hi, uh, I've got a friend that works for the DOT as an engineer, and he told me that the state has, through the years, given the city of La Crosse more than enough money to replace La Crosse Street, and they haven't been putting the money into La Crosse Street. They spend it on other things. That's why the state is refusing to pay any more money to fix La Crosse Street, because what they've given the city is more than enough to have taken care of it. The, the, so where, the money, the money yeah, going? the money coming for the maintenance for the street is not there's, the same. They said it's more than enough. This, this engineer told me that it has been more than enough 
to take care of the problems and lacrosse spent the money on other roads. Yeah, that's not or other areas. I think okay. Uh, all right, and I'm I'm sure that you um, have a good relationship yeah. with the engineer at the DOT. I don't think that's quite accurate. It's not. I'm, I'm not arguing about the mon- amount of money, but it's not the maintenance of Lacrosse Street is not the same as the um, as the repair of Lacrosse Street. Uh, it's you know the uh, resurfacing of of La- of Lacrosse Street hasn't happened. I th- well, I think the mayor said it was in the 80s. I certainly I've been in here for 24 years, and it certainly ha- hasn't happened in my time. And that, that was the last time resurfacing was done on the street. So um, it, we, we go well beyond the concept of, of patching and into the concept of rebuilding. And Lacrosse Street needs to be rebuilt and has needed to be rebuilt for many, many years. So it's possible that there's, you know, a fair, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that there's been a lot of money spent on the city of Lacrosse. Um, by the DOT and uh, or by the state government, but again, that's a the actual rebuild of Lacrosse Street would be a state project. Who, let's that is Dan. Okay, let's go to Dan. Dan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, your own. Hey, good afternoon, Mitch. I got a uh, as far as that last caller, that that engineer that he knows. Is that the same engineer that designed those medians out there on the new 53 uh, interchange with the interstate and all those trees? Yeah. Because uh, previously, that median was all mowed with uh, large batwing mowers. Yeah. Now, I'd like to see how that's going to work out. you got to get a bunch of little, little smaller uh, mowers. trees and everywhere else out there. And if, if we're going to if we're gonna get number three out there with his Toro, <laughs> and he can work there four days a week... Mowing grass on that median take... <laughs> versus the highway department doing it yeah. in two hours. Yeah, it, it might take a little bit of mowing. I, I would agree with that. Dan, appreciate the call. That's all we got time for. This is Wisdom by Mitch Reynolds. Pearl Street Brewery celebrates 19 years of local beer. Thank you to all the people that have drank our beer, supported the brewery, and allowed us to grow and blossom. Cheers. Hey, are you listening? Hello, it's Carla from Mark Jewelers. We're emptying our Onalaska location. We're not going out of business. We're going to all end up in the lacrosse location to be one lean, mean bling machine. It's almost Mother's Day. Shop Mark Jewelers. Free quote. Bath Planet of Lacrosse. Out of this world service. Down to earth price. All right, I got to get out. Thanks for riding along here. Thanks to uh, Pearl Street Brewery for supporting us. Thanks to my love to Anna. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Lacrosse Talk VM. Life should be enjoyed. Not one moment should be wasted worrying about your insurance coverage. Hi, I'm Sarah with Wisconsin Insurance Center, your 